Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks as we continue on with these songs of the night psalms and we find ourselves uh, with my dear friend Stephanie Wesco we're still in uh, a psalm of Asep this guy we feel like we know we feel like we know David and as we go on into 83 Stephanie now what's uh, uh, what's going on with you well Doug I am here by faith <laughs> um, that's the best dealing way with, yeah dealing with um, physical not feeling the greatest but you know God's still good. Yeah, so Stephanie, many of you know, Stephanie had some leg surgery on her veins, and they fixed them, but they had she has some nerves in there that were rubbing up against something, just driving her crazy, making these hard spots, you know. So not deep thrombosis in her veins, but some people have this surgery, get a little bit of like these blood clots inside your leg that got to dissipate, or they get a little hard. They're kind of like marbles, they're little marbles or something in your leg. I've had them. And, and so keep uh, Stephanie in your prayers. As you hear this, she's continuing on with her quest to have 18-year-old legs because she deals with vertical veins, and she's well on her way. She's had surgery now on both legs. That, and, that is your words, not mine. Yeah, so her quest is to feel better. And, uh, exactly. <laughs> and I'm not talking about looking at like, man, I went down the wrong road here. I'm talking about feeling uh, like you're not in pain anymore, right? Now, people, you know, That's people. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, we're on Psalm 83, but you know, there's a segment that we do. Do you remember what that segment is? That there is, Doug. There is, and, and I think you, you're. I think the road you're going down with it is is powerful. So you might be a knucklehead if you eat someone else's food in the refrigerator or in the common area. Listen, folks. If it's someone else's food, don't eat it. It's not yours. And you know what I'm doing? So if you're somewhere in the vicinity of me and you try to eat my food, rest assured that I've licked the whole piece of steak or whatever it is. So, <laughs> so when you're eating that food, you're, you're, you're getting some of my germola going on. So don't, don't eat other people's food. So that's all. That's all I got to say. I mean, you know, you got leftover stuff in the refrigerator. I mean, you have eight kids. I mean, you can't, yep. even, you can't even put a hamburger on the counter while you reach for something and it's gone. And, yep. uh, and, you know, there'll be about three kids chewing. You don't know which one it is, but here we are. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing is when, and was when one of the kids gets, you know, those ribs at American table that are so oh. awesome and oh. um, those end up in the fridge, they disappear. And then th- inevitably folks, there's who ate my food. Folks, if you're driving through uh, Winona Lake, Indiana, and you go by the American table out there on the main drag, and you don't stop and get something to eat. Don't blame us. Our your uh, uh, your bad restaurant juju is not on our hands. We've told you about it. That place is right with God. I mean, the steak, the spaghetti, the ribs, the burgers. But anyway, here we are. <laughs> grilled vegetables. Don't grilled. The grilled. Oh man! I, and I'll tell you, Emmy. 
I'm afraid when I take Emmy there, that's a good eater right there. <laughs> Emmy is, uh, that's, you know, for a four-year-old girl, she can eat as much as, she eats more than Debbie, my wife. So here we are on Psalm number. true. It is true. She eats more than Debbie, and she eats all the time. And uh, <laughs> one of the honors of my life is Emmy usually calls me at night on FaceTime, and she's usually showing me her hair and eating something, generally an apple or an orange. <laughs> And, uh, and she makes sure I get to see her eat the apples. So I always keep an apple close by so I can eat along with her. We usually don't talk. She just shows me herself eating, but I care for that. And I like that. And I love seeing Emmy. So Psalm number 83, my voice is getting a little froggy. So we're going to go ahead and let, uh, Stephanie read the first eight verses. We're going to break this in two pieces. So we're going to do the first eight verses today and then the second 10 tomorrow. So Stephanie, if you'd go ahead and read Psalm 83, one through eight for us. Sure. Keep not thou silence, O God, hold not thy peace, and be not still, O God. For lo, thine enemies make a tumult, and they that hate thee have lifted up the head. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. They have said, Come, and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. For they have consulted together and with one consent, they are confederate against thee. The tabernacles of Edom and the Ishmaelites of Moab and the Hegarines, Gebel and Ammon and Amalek, the Philistines with the inhabitants of Tyre. Asher also is joined with them, and they have holpen the children of Lot, Selah. Selah. I mean, right out of the, right out of the shoot, there, he's given us this history lesson, I think. I mean, that's what I'm seeing, Stephanie. I'm almost seeing a history lesson of stuff that's going on, of, you know, pointing stuff out to God and us on what's going on there. And, um, I mean, what, what comes to your mind? So you read Psalm 83, and we, we departed from Psalm 82 where we're looking out for each other. We're making sure we're not worshiping uh, the wrong gods. We're making sure in, in, in Psalm number 81 that we're calling out to the real God, capital G, and, and we're not getting hung up on the small gods. And then all of a sudden we get to 83. There's a little bit of a departure here. Keep thou silence, O God. Hold not thy peace, and be not still, O God. Keep not thou silence. I'm sorry. And what do you feel like Asaph wants to happen here? I think he's asking God to to get involved. Yeah. Um, he feels like God is not like God's just sitting back, almost like a parent sits sitting back in the lazy boy while their kids are, you know, running rampant, being sure. crazy. Sure. And. Um, God, he's just calling on God to, to do something. He's asking God to get involved. Yeah, and, and I think that's exactly right. He, he's coming to God and he's saying, please, God, stop being silent about these. Take care of these people over here. Take care of these people who are going through this. For lo, thine enemies make a tumult, and, and, and they that hate thee have lifted up their head. And, you know, he's, he's given this lesson to God almost. And we you know, it's okay for us to go to God. It's okay for us to tell God what's going on. But his tone is one that um, of urgency, and that's okay too. But his urgent, it's, he's almost acting like God doesn't know that his enemies have lifted up his head against them. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. And so you look at those three verses, and Asaph's coming right out and saying, God, what's going on? Where you at? Can you see what's happening here? Can you make a difference? Can you show up? Can you, I, I mean, I've been there, Stephanie, when I've said, God, will you just stop these people? No matter what it takes, I don't want to see people die. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't want to do a precatory. Well, there's a couple people who are worthy of a precatory prayer, but I don't, I really don't want to see that. But I'd like for God, uh, 
to take my enemies and silence them, save them, have them turn around and be with us. I mean, uh, I know you've been there, Stephanie. And, and I mean, when was the last time you're where Asaph is right now in this psalm? Um, in terms of talking, talking to God about people that are, yeah. it's almost every day and I'm not talking about anybody in particular, I would say in just terms of praying, you know, we, we deal with, there's so many wicked people in the world today who appear to be unchecked, who appear to have nothing stopping them and calling out to God and saying, Lord, would you please, yeah. um, would you please get involved? Would you please restrain them? Would you please confound them? Um, I knew you, you know, were going to. I knew you were going to go to word confounded before we get to seventeen. That makes me proud. And uh, <laughs> and but, sorry, but you know there is there's a you know there there's a God that we can pray to is what I'm trying yeah. to say. I don't want to speak in circles. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a wonderful, great God who's the God of all gods. There's no other God. There's one God that we can pray to. There's one God that we can go to, and he's worthy. And no matter where we are in our lives, no matter what trouble we're going through, no matter what junk is hanging around in the back of our mind, and and there's no delete button. There's no control-alt-delete for things that have happened in our life, Stephanie. You know that all too real. We've we've said, boy, if we could create a memory eraser and get rid of the memories from the you know from that day in Cameroon and in the next few weeks after that, we'd be rich. Or and there's people listening to us right now who sadly have seen terrible things in combat, seen terrible things on the mission field, seen terrible things happen to family members. Whatever block fits them, and there's also people who are listening that just been through. Everybody's been through something terrible. And, but we have a God. Asaph's doing the right thing here. He's saying, Lord, do you see what's happening here? You know, the first time I read this, this morning, I, you know, so I say the first time I read it today. So this morning, as I was looking at this early this morning, I, I just for full disclosure, everybody knows I walk a lot every day. And today it was 23 degrees, so I, I dropped out. But as I was looking at this this morning, you know what came to my mind right away is Asaph's got an attitude problem. But you know what came to my mind about the third time I read this an hour or so later is that Asaph is doing exactly the right thing here, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. He's saying, God, do you see what's happening here? Of course God mm-hmm. sees it, but I think sometimes God wants us to go to him. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's what's going on here. And yeah. uh, he, he wants him that they have taken crafty counsel. Now, if you were to say, what is crafty counsel? What would what would be a uh, an almost practical way to describe crafty counsel? I would describe it as deceptive, underhanded. Yeah. Um, you know, where it's two-faced. Yeah. Um, yep. There's a hidden agenda. Yeah. Yeah. And we've all known people like that, haven't we? And, that, and again, that goes mm-hmm. back to these people say, hey, do you hear what's going on with Brother Doug? Let me give you a prayer request about him. You know, let me, and most of it's just flat old lies, giving crafty counsel to people about old Brother Doug or whoever the case may be. But here's the cool thing. Asaph didn't go anywhere but to God. That's where he went first and said, God, do you see what's going on here? Now, remember, he didn't have the local church at the end here of First Street. He didn't, he didn't have the local church around the corner that he could go talk to his pastor and the pastor's wife. He, he did have the temple. He did have that. But he found God first, and that's where we need to go. And they have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel will be no more in remembrance. So he's pointing out to the Lord, I want to save Israel. Well, let me tell you, the Lord has promised and delivered that Israel's not going anywhere. 
And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, not during God's time. I mean, there's going to be a rain where it's coming, you know. So I just to be up front, I want you guys to know that Stephanie and I are pre-mill, pre-trib, and we're looking forward to that uh, shout and that trump. And I wonder if that trump is going to be a voice or if it's just going to be like a trumpet. I mean, God can do whatever the way he wants. To, but I heard a guy one time who can make noises like a trumpet. And if he can do it, certainly God can do it a whole lot better. And so, and, and so it says, you know, as we look at four there, they have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation. Help us, God. We don't want them to take over Israel. For they have consulted together, and with one consent, they are confederate against thee. Uh, man, you know what? They, they've teamed up. They're in a bad place. They're going to that bad place with you. And uh, in one voice, they're, they're, they're against you. They're, they're trying to take over Israel. And, I, you know, Stephanie, we've had this conversation where we've said these wicked people who've hurt folks who are listening to us or hurt us, these people who say things about us. There was a guy on the Internet on Facebook uh, a year or so ago wrote something out there that I had no training, that I had just went to a Bible institute or something. But my, you know, my biography set right there and showed the colleges I had graduated from. There's five of them, I believe, and, and the different things I had done and the certifications. But people will say or do anything. Now, the worst thing I could have done, I almost done there, Stephanie. I almost went out on Facebook and corrected this guy. But you know what? Yeah. I, I went to God and said, God, do you see what's going on here? And he gave mm-hmm. me the comfort. I see everything. So you know what yeah. I did? I, I just deleted the dude, you know, and uh, I don't have to look at his ugly face anymore. I don't have to, you know, I'm just going on. And there were some people who tried to attack him on my behalf or whatever. And I know, so, so I know a man, okay, and I'm going to give you this situation. He's actually part of the book that's coming out two books from now. I know a man whose wife was all but murdered. Okay, she was uh, she was abused by an employer. She was abused by her family. I mean, people just abuse this woman in a physical kind of way, but not sexual, but still abuse. Abuse is abuse the world mm-hmm. around. And, and, and I think this poor woman's body just gave up, you know. And this man has been struggling for 10 or 12 years. He's 50-something years old, and he's been struggling for 10, or for 10 or 12 years, and I'd be struggling too. Let me tell you, my sister died last year, and I don't think I'm ever getting over that. You know, my mom died in 2008. I've never got over that. You know, it's hard to get through these things. But the right thing to do, so the right thing to do is to seek help, to seek biblical help, to seek counsel, to seek to do things. And sometimes, you know, I'm telling you, every time is what I should say. God will take the junk we've been through and use it for his glory on this crazy old earth. You know what? Boy, you just had made a weird yeah. noise. Was that you? Did you hear um, that? I, don't ah, I just heard a weird noise. Well, it's all right. I like weird noises once in a while. I'm sorry. It must be in the radio waves somewhere. <laughs> I think it's in the radio waves. Do you hear that? And uh, and then we go on here and it says um, uh, they have, and we, we just saw that, consulted together with one consent. But then look at what it says in 6. I mean, what is 6 saying to you? The Tabernacles of Edom and the Ishmaelites of Moab and uh, the Hagarines right? The Hagarines. I'm sorry, no, Hagarines. And, and he's going on, he's pointing out people here, Gabal and, and Ammon. I know you read this. And isn't it okay to pray to God and use names? Yeah. Isn't it okay? Definitely. Yeah. And God knows who it is, but let me tell you, sometimes there's a liberating feel where you say, yep. you know, I was telling this man the other night, we were having a conversation again the other night. Lost, and, and don't get me wrong. He's doing well. He's, he's met this young lady. And I mean, she's prettier than the 4th of July. Things are coming together for him, you know, all those things. And, uh, but, but I'll tell you, I, I, w- I was telling him the other night, 
that every day pray intentionally by name, everybody in your life and the things you went through. Every day just do that. Uh, pray for your, you know, pray for your family. Pray uh, pray for the family of the lost one is what I tell them. You know, pray for your kids. Pray for these things you've been through and and uh, and kind of somehow, I mean, isn't that, isn't that what, uh, I think, isn't that exactly what God wants from us, Stephanie? Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's something powerful in choosing to pray. Um, there's a, there's a sense in which it's admitting to God that we can't do anything. Um, you know, you can, you can have that feeling good for a moment. If you get event, you know, if you feel like you get revenge on the person who's hurt you and, um, you know, there's, there's people that have attacked Charles. Um, same person that attacked you attacked Charles and he's had others attack him since he died. And in my flesh, oh man, Greatest missionary um, martyr of our generation, and this this knucklehead got out there and said, he's not a missionary martyr, he's an idiot. Well, I'm glad that he doesn't call a Lord and Savior an idiot who went out there and was, and was uh, in places that he got crucified, or the Apostle Paul, or John, or we could just go on with a whole long list yeah. of people. Uh, Isaiah in the Old Testament, I mean, we could just name one person after another. Um, and, and sometimes... But yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you have to give that to those situations are when... You get you say okay, God, it's time for you to be God because, um, and we're going to be in situations. I know you've experienced this where obviously this this psalm is talking about the the nation of Israel, but yeah. um, people like the there's people that rep, that in our lives can represent these nations, um, people who who maybe are tools of the devil um, are being used to fire his darts at us verbally or emotionally. Uh, mentally, maybe even physically, and that that coming to God and just laying out before Him, God, this is what's going on, and humbling ourselves before Him, and um, that's what Christ did. You yeah. know, He went to His heavenly Father day and night um, in prayer, and He set that example for us that that's what we can do too. Yeah, I think so, and I, you know, I I think this is good to, you know, he made a plea to God, he said names, and he he mentions this guy, verse 8, when we were talking a few minutes ago before you folks came on, and and Stephanie and I were talking about a good split point, I came to this dude, Asher, because here he is mentioning Asher, Asher must have been somebody important, because he's specifically mentioning this fellow's name, you know what I'm saying? He's saying Asher also joined with them, God. So maybe this is a guy he went to school with. Maybe this is a guy he was at temple with, the tabernacle. I, I don't know, but he's hurt right there. And uh, they mm-hmm. are hoping the children of Lot, Selah, you know, think on these things. He's, and here he is praying out to God, calling names, calling events, saying, God, do you see what's happening? And, and, and I guess, folks, you know, if there's a practical side, if there is something that we walk away with today that we haven't walked away with before, is we, we sometimes need to write down some things and pray them to God. We need to pray by name. We need to pray by junk we've been through, just like this gentleman I was telling you about who basically lost his, his wife had been abused by her family. She had been abused by her employer. She was just a punching bag for people. And this poor woman just, and, and I, I met her once toward the end of her life. She had just kind of given up. And I'll tell you, you can take that junk with you uh, for all the days of your life. 
And, uh, and every single day you can be angry and mad. And, and I'm telling you, this dear brother, he would have never met this sweet lady he's with now who's been through uh, the loss of her husband, you know, has kids about the same age. I mean, all that junk is going on. But you need to get to a point where you lift those names up and say, God, what about this? What's happening mm-hmm. with these folks? What are we going to do to them? So 30 seconds, Stephanie, how would you wrap up Psalm 83 for our peeps? Well, I think um, just based on what we read today, I think there's the principle of going before the Lord. Um, I think of where David said, when my heart is overwhelmed within me, lead me to the rock that is higher than I and go to the refuge in Jesus Christ, that refuge that's talked about in Psalm 91. And by faith, put on that armor of God because the fiery darts are going to come and, Mm. um, hold up that shield of faith, immerse yourself in who Jesus Christ is to you, get your focus on him and um, make his joy your strength so that you won't become bitter and angry and nasty. Um, Yeah. And there it it is, you know, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, there's the answer. That's where we go from here. Don't become, you know, put those things out there to God and put them out there every morning, every night. Listen, we love you folks, and uh, we're honored to come into your earways. We're honored to hear from you, and uh, such a great thank you for the letter from Nepal. Thank you for the letter from China. Hey, wherever you guys at, send us a note once in a while. We sure do love you folks. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.